Welcome to episode 34 of Spencer Talks About Stuff. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I know some of you still have not left that review, so please leave, leave me a review. It'll help me out a ton. Um, I'm also on Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Um, and I've also started a small Instagram page where I'll be posting clips from the show. So follow me on Instagram at Spencer Talks About Stuff. There are no amendments today. I guess we've been doing really well. Nobody's been fact-checking the last few episodes. So if you guys hear something that's that's not true or, you know, me and one of the guests fudge something and we say something incorrect, I'd like to amend that on the next episode and make sure we correct whatever we said that was wrong. This month I'm doing Sober September, so I will not be enjoying alcoholic beverages with my guests. The last guest brought uh, pineapple, or no, it's passion orange guava juice, pog juice. And then on this episode, Ian brought spindrift, which spindrift is delicious. I just wanted to let you guys know why I have not been drinking beer on the podcast. For Spencer's favorites, I'd like to recommend a few different things. I'd like to recommend Andrade's Mexican Restaurant in Boise. They're at the corner of Overland and Orchard in Boise. Um, they just opened up a new location right across the street from their old location. Their food is absolutely incredible, and when you go there, you're supporting local. Also, if you're not in the mood for Mexican and you'd rather have a burger and french fries and a shake, I'd like to recommend Big Bun. Big Bun is on the quarter of Overland and Curtis, and they are absolutely incredible. I love that place. So Andrade's Mexican Restaurant in Boise, and then also Big Bun. Something else I'd like to recommend on Spencer's Favorites is the Waking Up app. This is an application that you download on your phone. It is a guided meditation app developed by Sam Harris. You might have heard Sam Harris's name thrown around in the podcast world, but he developed this app and he takes you through a guided meditation every single day. There's a new meditation for you every single day. And I think it's absolutely incredible the amount of time and effort he has put into this. If you're interested in mindfulness, stoicism, meditation, um, if you want to deal with your anxiety, if you want to live more in the moment or learn more about yourself, I highly, highly recommend checking out um, Sam Harris's Waking Up app. My wife has been using it for a long time, and I've used it just a few times, but it's definitely something that I'm going to be using every day in the near future. Thank you for listening to Spencer Talks About Stuff. Please enjoy episode 34 with Ian McLeod. All right, welcome to episode 34 of Spencer Talks About Stuff. Today on the podcast, I have Ian McLeod. Ian is, you're a medical account manager. I mean, do you even call yourself that anymore? Uh, sales rep. Sales rep, yeah. Recently kind of got the promotion. Nice. Or at least I'm working I'm I'm working as if I am the sales rep right now, but my job title hasn't quite changed yet. Yeah. I'm kind of... Pull the mic just a little bit closer. I'm doing the job to earn the job. Yeah. Nice. So Awesome. And you work for Abbott. I do. And you do cardiac stuff. Yes. Cardiac ablation. Cardiac ablation. Mapping of the heart. Yes. That's... Electro-anatomical maps. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to get into that in a little bit because my wife... Is a cardiac nurse. She's very interested in all that stuff. I've become very interested in it because of the stuff she talks about all the time. I, um, I got her a job at one point. Yeah, you did get her a job. Her. <laughs> you yeah. helped her get a job. Yeah, I didn't. She came highly recommended from you. Yes. Which yeah. pulls very little weight, but she, you know, obviously 
pulls her own weight in that department. So yeah, they yeah. miss her there. I still see them and they, they ask me how Debbie's doing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think she, Deb just missed being on the floor. So she missed the bedside nursing. Completely understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was a little addicted to it. Addicted to, you know. Well, and you don't get addicted to like phone calls about, <laughs> are you taking your medications? And like, and like scheduling stuff. And, yeah. 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 Not exactly uh, an adrenaline rush. Yeah. So, yeah. Understandable. Okay. I want to, I want to ask you more about that later, but you were just saying you were the best man in a wedding for the fourth time. For the fourth time. <laughs> yep. People like you. Uh, the people that do like me, like me a lot. Yeah. And then there's everybody else that, yeah. that, you know, Paige and I always, my wife Paige and I always joke that we're either at table one at a wedding or not invited. <laughs> there's no in between. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, um, where was the wedding? The wedding was at Cave B Winery, which is just next door to the Gorge Amphitheater in Quincy, Washington. That's so, awesome. Yeah. It was, uh, we showed up Friday and the, you couldn't even see the river gorge cause it was so smoky. Yeah. And it was like, Oh God. Yeah. How's this going to go? Did it rain up there when you were there? It didn't rain there, but it was raining in Seattle and west of the mountains. So yeah. then, but all that, like the wind from that, just, we woke up the morning of the wedding. You could see for miles, like it was beautiful. It was like, oh, this is all going to pan out. Yes. Yeah. So um, obviously the bride was very thrilled. and I bet. Uh, they went through a lot planning a wedding in 2020. So. Uh, well, I semi went through it as well because I just officiated my sister's wedding yeah. and they rescheduled their wedding twice and it's crazy. Event, and then, yeah, eventually you just kind of have to decide it's like, we're going to get married. You know, it may not be what we had envisioned, but you know, this is what matters. We're going to do it. It's still, it's interesting. I don't know why it felt like this, but it still felt like a big wedding, even though there was only like I think at the most there was 15 maybe, like less yeah. than that maybe. Maybe including like the caterer and photographers are 15. Yeah. <laughs> but it still felt like a big wedding and it was a blast and we had a good time. So Yeah, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Shout out Abby and Ross. Shout out to Abby and Ross. I was actually up in the uh, in the Northwest this weekend too. Where at? I went to Oregon City. Okay, I've yeah. been there. It was awesome. I'd never been there before. Yeah, kind of south east of portland yes yep 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 so you take id or you take i-84 to is it called three sisters and then south from there like an hour south um i i'm only asking you because you're from semi from that area well i I worked i I started my career in portland so i I worked out of portland for two and a half years so i do clinics and stuff in oregon city or wherever so yeah um I thought, isn't it just south on 205, like down yes. by, um, I want to say Linden, but that's the wrong town. Um, There's like Molina? West Lynn. Oh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. I believe so. Well, so the reason we went there was because a buddy of my dad's passed away. Actually, a guy that my dad went to first, he met him in first grade. Oh, wow. And they've been friends ever since. That's cool. And they both like tested for the fire department together and stuff. And he was on Portland fire and he had been for, I don't know, 25 plus years. And he passed away. He had a, they think he had a PE. They did CPR on him and stuff and it just didn't work out. But, uh, 
I've never been to a firefighter's funeral like that before where they, they do like a, like the honor guard guards his ashes. Yeah. Um, and then they switch out like every five minutes and then they do the final call for like his last shift. I mean, it was cool. It was such a like American thing. I mean, it was like being at a military funeral and they did uh, amazing grace on the bagpipes and it was awesome. I've never been to any kind of service person's funeral, but I could imagine how, um, heavy and in like, but also like you could feel the sense of pride for that person. Oh dude. It was so cool. Yeah. It was so cool. And they brought the, the last truck company that he worked on truck 22 for Portland, that truck came to the funeral and the guys that were like working the next day's shift came on the truck. It was so rad. I do. I have so like, I was never in the military or worked like a, a service job, but like, it's cool. It's so cool. And like to see the pride they have and, and camaraderie yeah. that they have. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like team sports for you and I totally. Sure. So yeah. It's like, I miss that shit, man. Oh, dude. it made me, it like made me want to be a firefighter watching all that stuff. Well, yeah. Cause I don't know guys like you and me miss being on a team. Yeah. Working as, you know, working as a team. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of the podcast, Spencer. I've, I've listened to an episode or two. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so definitely a theme that goes through. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, I I always relate. I'm sitting there going, "Damn, yeah." And I was never like on a college football team, but I played college soccer and so it's like that locker room time and like the conversations with different people and you know, the team changes every year, so there's constantly like getting to know new people and yeah, b- like bringing in them into the culture, but also that culture changes just a little bit with the different people. Um, it's just yeah, a, such a unique time. When I uh, when I redshirted at BSU, they said like the seniors do like their final speeches for the year, and they talk to the team, and I think the coaches might be in there during that their talks too. But they just kind of say, they each get a chance to kind of say their final words to the team and their thanks and stuff. And it's like right at the end of fall camp before the, the season starts. And I remember when I was a, f- a freshman redshirting, one of the guys said, this is the last time like this team will ever be together. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, we're going to be the Broncos next year, you know? But it was like those seniors leave, a new group of guys come in and it, you know, everything changes a little bit. So, well, it's almost like it almost feels like half the team because it's not like just more people come. You also have the people leaving. So yeah. it's like there's this total shift. And then it's like, oh, crap. Now, oh, my God, I'm an upperclassman. I'm supposed to be a leader now. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. My The guy whose wedding I was at was the goalkeeper for my my college team. So where, where did you go to college again? I went to Western Washington University in Bellingham. Okay. So oh, Division two. That's where Debbie's brother goes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Bellingham, cool town. Yeah. So did you play all four years? I did. Did um, you redshirt? Did they redshirt in soccer? I should have. <laughs> I played. I tore my MCL a week before fall camp started. Oh shit! And so. I this is your freshman year my going into my freshman year okay so I was like rehabbing from that and not able to play not physically able to play like the first half of the season yeah and then I got healthy enough to play and it was kind of like well you know all these people have been in the lineup and then I ended up 
kind of getting garbage time in like three games. Oh, and shoot. So that burned a year of my eligibility. Yeah. Um, so looking back, because I went to college for five years, it's like, ah, oh, probably yeah. should have just been like, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wait till next year. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah, it's enticing because I, I got offered to play at Idaho State and play defensive end, and they said, you'll play like right when you get here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, that sounds awesome. <laughs> but then, you know, Boise State, I grew up in Boise. I was a huge Boise yeah. fan, and, and it was going to be at least two years before I got to play. So, because I gray shirted and red shirted. I would, yeah. Obviously, I had no like forethought in that moment. It's like your whole, you know, you go in going, I want to play. Yeah. So I had an opportunity to play. The coach said, Hey, you're going in. I said, Okay. Yeah. You know, you're not, I don't know. I wasn't in any, in any position to be like, No, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So who who's in your conference? Who's in Western Washington's conference? Um, it's changed a little bit because Seattle, uh, Seattle University was, but they've gone Division One. Okay. Um, Is Portland State? No, Portland State's Division One. Okay. Um, I don't even know if they have a soccer team. Oh, okay. I have no idea. Um, all right, there was uh, Humboldt State. Okay. Um, always an interesting road trip. Um, Seattle Pacific University. Okay. Seattle University. Montana State Billings. Okay. And Northwest Nazarene. Okay. I think we're was in our conference and then there was um we'd always end up playing a bunch of California schools that were in a different conference, but um getting to the playoffs in division two soccer was really hard. Yeah. Um one year we went my sophomore year we went fifteen, four and one. And didn't make the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. We, yeah. And we had won. We started the season three and three. And then, so we went on. This and like then you won 13, out. 13. Yeah. Basically we went on a 13. Yeah. 12, 13 game, uh, win streak, undefeated streak. And yeah. Didn't make the playoffs. Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah. So. So what, what position did you play? I played outside midfield and then like outside back. Okay. And like, I mean, just because people go and play D one soccer doesn't necessarily mean they're that great of a school. Like they're shitty D one soccer teams, right? I think so. I mean, it's kind of like UConn football. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Totally. (laughs) Exactly. Like, Oh, you play D one football, but do you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you played for San Jose state. Or would you rather play for like North Dakota state? Exactly. Yeah. Like they would probably stomp them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I figured. Um, do you know where Matt Chu played? He played at Syracuse okay. for a couple of years, which is funny because I got recruited by Syracuse. Oh, really? And um, my high school counselor never sent them my transcripts or SAT scores. Oh, shit. So I, and the first I heard of it is when I got my rejection letter, and it was like, you're denied entrance to Syracuse because we never received your scores. Or like, And I was like, well... There goes that. I never trusted my counselors. I like did all that shit myself. My dad and I sent like my transcripts, uh, a DVD with my f- like film tape, and then yeah, something else. We sent it out to like fifty schools. I I was just I was like, that's their job. So I guess that's how it's. You know, I never even stopped long enough to think they're gonna screw this up. I yeah, better take ownership of this. Yeah, I was seventeen or eighteen and didn't take ownership of much anyway. So, yeah, yeah. um, you know, 
I'm thrilled at how it worked out though. Cause yeah. like I said, I was just the best man in my buddy's wedding. And, um, one of the other ones I've been the best man in was also a college teammate. And so it's like, I've met some of the best people in my life from yeah. that experience and still friends with them. Oh yeah. They're like my best friends. Yeah. So, when did you graduate? 2006. Okay. And so, you met your wife in college too, right? High school. Or in high school. Okay. Yep. Math class, junior year. Oh yeah. Thank you, Miss Sheldrup for uh, making the seating chart the way you did. <laughs> so were you guys sitting next to each other or yep, you? She sat us next to each other and you picked on her. That helped my cause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and you, did you go to high school in Seattle? Yeah, I grew up on Mercer Island, which is a suburb of Seattle. Okay. It's an island in the middle of Lake Washington in, uh, in between Seattle and Bellevue. Okay. You know, what's funny is my sister and I were just talking about this, like, not not Bellevue. What's the other, what's the bigger island? Bainbridge. Bainbridge Island. Bainbridge so, Island. Yeah. So my cousin lived on Bainbridge. Nice. And my cousin didn't even know the names of like the other islands in the bay. And it's just crazy to me. Like, I know where everything is in Boise. I know all the street names, you know, I know all the tiny towns and suburbs and stuff. It would be so bizarre to me to live somewhere and not know like what's in the surrounding area. Seattle is very, I, I've never been to New York, but you know, like the six boroughs in New York. Yeah. Like, it's like, no, I'm not from, I'm from Long Island, you know, yeah. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. I never go into Manhattan yeah. ever. Yeah. Seattle, kind of, like Seattle's kind of that way. I feel like growing up, um, it's overwhelming. Like when you look at Seattle on a map, if you zoom in on Google Maps or um, uh, like Apple Maps, yeah, there's so many tiny towns like right next to each other. And it's like, I thought this was all Seattle, but it's not. There's like a hundred towns in Seattle. But they all have like if you sent the mail, it would be Seattle. Oh, really? Yeah, Even so. like Bellevue? No, but, but like within Seattle, there's Fremont and Finney Ridge uh, and uh, Ballard and... Like the different like neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. And so those all have a Seattle address, but you don't say, you know, if you're talking within Seattle, you don't say, oh, I'm from Seattle. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we all are. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You know? Yeah. You're like, no, I'm from Ballard. I live in Finney Ridge. I live in Green Lake. I live wherever. So. Yeah. Um, Seattle played last night. Good game. What what happened at the end? I don't remember. So my wife and I were sitting. We were trying to plan what we were doing for the kitchen today. The Hawks won thirty five to thirty. Okay. Oh, they stopped. And, yeah. Yeah. And Cam yeah, yeah. Newton. Cam had, Newton had tried to like punch a in at the one end. yard run four different times that game, and it scored every single time. Yeah. And it was like, you know, three seconds. Left I did or see the final play because he kind of hesitated. Well, it was cool because I. The, I've like watched replays of that play and like what the defense actually did. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. Bobby Wagner, the middle linebacker, came th- like there was a guy that was pulling. The right guard was pulling. Yeah. I'm gonna pretend like I'm I'm gonna talk like I know about football. Well, right now. somebody went low on the right guard, right? No. So the guy coming off the, I guess what that would be the strong side edge. Okay. Um, he submarine the the uh, fullback that was coming out. Okay, like, that's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, but if you watch it in slow mo, Bobby Wagner comes at the middle, and that right guard's going out to kick out and block and push, like widen that hole. Yeah, yeah. And he comes in faster than that guy can get out there. Yeah. So that guy has to stop and block him, which allowed like that that 
that side to cave yeah and them to actually get to him so dude how weird is it looking at cam newton in a patriots jersey it's, it's so weird. bizarre so my buddy dave um does some work for gatorade so he's been to like every nfl facility every major league baseball and builds like the gatorade fuel bars oh yeah yeah and all these places so hey we had a powerade fuel bar at boise state nice <laughs> um yeah so he designs all this stuff for gatorade and so he's he was at carolina a few years back and yeah he's like he called me like dude i just saw cam newton like i was standing behind cam newton he's like a normal proportioned human just way bigger way bigger <laughs> just he's like his ankles are huge his calves are like he's just humongous yeah i can't imagine yeah i met um when i was in high school i met drew bledsoe he's humongous he's jai fucking enormous <laughs> I, <laughs> I like shook his hand and his hand was three times the size of my hand i'm like you're a fucking quarterback you look like a tackle i saw him at SeaTac airport he i think he has a place in like the bend area okay redmond so he was flying to the redmond airport which is like services bend yeah and i saw him i was like that's that's drew bledsoe yeah and it's, he, yeah he's like six six yeah and he's a monster of yeah. a human being. he's so bigger he's probably crap. bigger than some of the offensive tackles that played for him for sure yeah <laughs> yeah he's huge yeah 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 it's wild it's wild looking at how giant some of the guys are and then it always gave me hope um one of the best left guards to ever play was Logan Mankins uh, for the Patriots. I don't know if yeah, you remember yeah, him. I remember him, yeah. But he was like 6'2", 295. He had a and great beard. Oh, he was amazing. He had a great <laughs> beard. Um, but I that always gave me hope. I was like, oh, maybe I'll play in the NFL because that dude's like yeah, my size. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is interesting seeing like they're just – it's. There's the sports, the athletes in different sports, like soccer players, right? There's, there's phenomenal athletes that play soccer, but yeah. like the sheer size and speed of some of the NFL football players at just ridiculous positions. It's yeah. Like, dude, that guy's a defensive tackle and just ran that guy down. What? I'm so, what? Out, I'm so out of the loop. What's the Rams D tackles name? Aaron Donald. Yeah. Yeah. He but is he's, insane, but he's also like, you know, I feel like. The NFL for so long, it's always like, well, this guy's prototypical. You know, yeah. it's like Aaron Donald wasn't prototypical. Yeah. He's six one, like two eighty five. Yeah. And he has a six pack. Yeah. It's crazy. Two eighty five. Yeah. And so yeah, it's like, oh well, you know It's like James well, Harrison. But his arms aren't long enough. You know, it's like, yeah. well, yeah, but you can't actually get your long arms on him because he's so quick and strong that's yeah. under you and just it's oh, yeah. he is a Seahawks nightmare. Yeah. He's scary to watch. And that that's the kind of shit that scared me like when I was in college was watching film and being like, oh, fuck, we have this guy to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, coach. I'll just kick. I'll be able to kick out. I'll get there in time. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Did, did, I, did you hear my story about Jadavion Clowney? Yeah. I, I've yeah. talked to you about it before. You're like, oh, we're projected. We're projected I'm, to play what, South Carolina. What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Like, I'm a fucking tiny white kid from Idaho. Like, this guy's yeah. going to destroy me. Yeah, but... At the same time, you went to Georgia and probably thought the same thing. Yeah, the Kwame you, you Kwame know. gathers that dude got drafted. I don't know who he plays for now. Yeah, and then we played against uh, your boy Danny Shelton. He's a thick. He's a thick. Human he's being. a thick boy. But I had to block him one on one three times maybe in that game, and I did solid every time. That's I was awesome. so proud of myself. <laughs> the Danny Shelton's awesome. He was fun to watch for the Huskies. I'm a Washington Husky fan. Yeah, but uh, the late like. 
Vita Vea is in the NFL now. He plays for Tampa. Okay. He was drafted like 12th two years ago. Okay. I think he's way <laughs> scarier than Shelton because Danny's like 6'1", 3'30", or something. Yeah, he's yeah. He's like a little plug. Yeah. Um, Vita Vea is 6'5", 360. Jesus. And played running back in high school at like what 285. Jesus. And so he's just, he's so athletic. Yeah. For how it's just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and even watching him, it's cool. I'm I'm hopeful. I think this is a contract year for him. Okay. Um. So and he's on the the Bucks or the Buccaneers, which are getting like obviously a ton of TV time now that Tom Brady and yeah that whole show's down there. So it's like <laughs> it's like okay, he's gonna be seen making these plays now. Yeah. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. Those guys. Yes. I used to see him like uh in the the tailgate after a game in college, he like those rental, like line bikes, uh-huh. this huge poly dude, just riding one of these rental line bikes <laughs> to like, get home. Through the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Through the parking lot to get home. It's like, Oh my God, that's Vita Bay. There's a huge human being on that bicycle. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> pretty cool. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, my buddy Richie was telling me, uh, I don't know. Did you listen to that episode? He played for the Panthers, Richie Brockle. Yeah, uh, the the fullback. Yes. Yes, I yeah. was listening to that one on the drive to this wedding. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but he was saying when he would get done with the Panthers games, he, he would walk. Yeah, he'd he, walk. And he'd like, walk he back, like, yeah, and he saw a dude one time that like recognized him, and he told him, he was like, he's like shh. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing at <laughs> And that. he's like, come here, I'll sign some stuff for you, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember listening to that part, and kind of like you could picture it happening, like, guy walking through and like oh you know the is that him like one of the hardcore fans yeah yeah oh that's him that's richie broccoli he's number 40 you know whatever yeah Yeah. the guys just know every stat and every face yeah my wife always bugs me about that because i'm that kind of that way with the huskies oh even the recruits coming in like i've seen some recruits like going through the tailgate and you know which one's which oh oh my god well you can spot them a mile away because they have three coaches around them and they have a you know, pre-game pass thing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're riding in a golf cart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no one else at the tailgate brings golf carts. So. Yeah. Can, um, we, can we pause and pop, yeah. Oh, pop yeah. a spin drift here? Yes. Okay. So this is something well, let's pop them and then let's chat. Which one do you want to try first? Um, I brought an assortment. Uh, I, I brought a spin drift, sparkling water cause we're both not drinking right now. Yes. Or at least like today. But like ten, like ten more days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I got a grapefruit, a raspberry lime, and a lemon. I think I'm gonna go raspberry lime. Ooh, shit! I was gonna save that one for last, but let's do it. Cheers. I'm gonna crack it, and then let's cheers. I love these because they're not really like. It's not a Lacroix. It actually has some flavor to it. <laughs> it says it has real squeezed fruit. It has it. Like you can actually get. I really wanted to say juice. Yeah, puree. But I suppose you squeeze the fruit <laughs> to get the juice. So. Yeah. So you are doing a sober September challenge. Is that right? Um, the challenge is actually called. Well, it's, it started. A buddy of mine did it last year, and it's called Sexy September. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you do it with your spouse. Okay. There's an element that you can only accomplish with your spouse Ooh. that you're supposed to do daily for the whole month. Oh wow. So that's awesome. It is pretty awesome. Yeah. As it turns out. <laughs> cool. That's rad. Yeah. Um, so we got that going for me and, um, you have to do yard work together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to read together. Um, 
and got to read gospel. Yeah, our favorite. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but there is a couple other. We have kind of a group of friends that we've been have been been kind of like our quarantine friends. Yeah. Through all this, so we're like, hey, we have kids the same age. We have so it's like well, let's all hang out and just kind of keep it our six families. So yeah mitigate risk or whatever but um yeah so we're doing this with them but so we added like you know you get a point every day for lifting weights for at least 20 minutes or you know doing cardio or stretching or hitting 10,000 steps you yeah know, you can get some points for that like you have to record what you eat you don't we didn't necessarily place limitations on what you could eat uh-huh just writing you, it down you do lose it yeah just you know Trying to de- develop some good habits. Yeah, well, I think people are a little more conscious about what they eat if they see it written yeah, down. Yeah, like if you have to write down, I had eight donuts. Yeah, like, four Ugh. four Crunchwrap Supremes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you you do actually lose a point for eating candy or sweets. Okay. So, um, or drinking soda. You asked me earlier if diet soda was still allowed. I'm such a proponent. Oh, we talked about this. We did. We, we got, talked we about this. We got a little heated about it. Oh, shit. Okay. Because you're like, well. But I, I will just say there's no calories in diet soda. That's why I asked if it's yeah. considered bad. No. Well. For, for for your challenge. That's what I was saying. For your challenge. It was never. It was never. I don't think it is. There was one person in the challenge who is a huge Dr. Pepper drinker. And I don't know if she's a diet Dr. Pepper drinker. Yeah. Or, or just a full on leaded dr pepper diesel yeah 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 Yeah. so um but you you're you were talking about under the premise of weight loss yes and i was like yeah but is it healthy well no yeah no 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 that i'm not saying no to your question i'm saying no to the premise the record show (laughs) i I understand what people are asking, but Dr. Pepper or diet, diet, Dr. Pepper, or diet Coke doesn't give you cancer. Dr. Pepper says it's healthy. <laughs> That's why they call it Dr. Pepper. <laughs> no, but I, when I lost weight, I lost 80 pounds and I drink diet soda every single day and diet monsters, you know. I don't it, think there's anything wrong with those artificial You sweeteners. also ate whole pizzas at a time while losing 80 pounds. So it's like, you know, there was days I, where you. Do you, do you want to know when I ate those whole pizzas? <laughs> I forgot you were you were along the ride with yeah. me, man. Um, I was not mentioned in the AM group on the Aaron EHP episode, and I was like, oh, I've been forgotten. Are you serious? No. We didn't talk You're about like, it? Oh, Brian Decker, that was so fun. And I swear Caitlin. I said Ian. Oh, afraid well. Not, afraid not. That's all right. I, so when I first started CrossFit, <laughs> back to lose weight after I got done playing football, Ian was part of the group. You were part of the group. It was. It was you were so the group. Fun. No. Well, let's not get carried away. But it was super fun. It was such a blast. I miss that. Yeah. I, I but wish. but that whole time I was drinking diet soda. And I would have a cheat day every 14th day. So it was like every other Saturday, I would eat a whole pizza and three pints of ice cream. You got to do fatter day every now and again. Yeah. Hell yeah. Or burger Friday. I was, I was telling Debbie about that earlier, how you like randomly will text me sometimes and say, dude, it's burger Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 
Turns out I'm heavily influenced by your social media. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because you went and tried Big Bun the other day. I did. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're all your Spencer's favorites. I'm like, well, never had that. I'll give it a shot. Have you guys eaten at Andrade's? No, not yet. Take the kids there, man. All right. Yeah, I think it. I love that place. They'll I think te- it's awesome. They'll tear that place apart. Hell yeah! Do they like <laughs> Mexican food? Yeah, they yeah. do. They're good eaters. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, man. Your whole family eats well. Every time I come over to your house, you said you'd invite us over to try more stuff too. And we haven't done that yet. Like when, when you said Paige was trying out a new chicken wing recipe. Turns out we're airing grievances right now. (laughs) Do you guys want to come over? And we're like, fuck yeah, we want to come over. Yeah. Paige made you some good fried chicken. Oh my God. It was awesome. Yeah. I guess we haven't trying to think if we've like, we get on kicks where it's like, all right, we have something like for instance, the wedding I was just at, the the like wedding meal was barbecue, mm-hmm. and um, it was good, and but they had biscuits with like honey butter. Oh my god! And like a good biscuit is so good. Yeah. And so I was, I was at home today, and I was like, Paige, I th- think you should. And I like started to say it, and I started thinking in my head, I was like, well, but if she ends up making a bunch of really good biscuits, that means I'm gonna crush yeah a bunch of really good biscuits <laughs> maybe that's not the best idea never mind don't do that yeah because she will she gets like all right i'm gonna master like the fried chicken thing we went down to atlanta for the uw auburn game that like the chick-fil-a kickoff, kickoff thing yeah yeah a few years back and my cousin lives in atlanta and there's this or and there's one in atlanta but like in nashville there's like the nashville hot chicken and there's a place called hattie bees which is like the main spot yeah and it's super good yeah like you know like if you have a spicy chicken sandwich at some place around here it's like not spicy yeah yeah. you know where it's like if you get the hot there and then there's like three more levels the hot is like whoa this is spicy yeah so and then there's like three more levels where you can get it where you just get nuked you know but Paige was like okay that's it i'm getting when i get home i'm figuring out how to replicate that. Did she like make her own sauce too? Uh, yeah. 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 The whole thing There's like, you put a bunch of spices in like hot oil and that's how they like spice it. Is okay. there, and then they dip it into that. Yeah. So do my sister's trying to FaceTime me right now. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to answer it and I'm going to tell her I'm mid podcast and then <laughs> we're going to hang up. Hey Abby, you're on Spencer talks about stuff. Look, I'm with Ian. Hey Abby. What do you want to tell the people? Wait, is that Ian? It's Ian. Ian McLeod. Of the Clam Cloud. What do you want to tell the people? You have 10 seconds. Oh. I would like to tell the people to have a great week. Carpe diem. Awesome. I mean, seize the carpet. <laughs> um, I forget what we were talking about. Oh, hot. So you yeah. do the spices and hot oil. Yeah. And that's like, so you like egg and or like milk and flour and you kind of go back and forth to build up the the crust or whatever. Yeah. And then you'd fry it and then you dip it in this like spicy hot oil. Oh, and shit. they have, you know, depending on how much cayenne or whatever spices they use in that, that's how they do the different heats. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like Dude, that's like uh when you go to a Thai place and you're like, Oh, I want it hot and they're like, You want regular hot or Thai hot? Yeah, it's like oh, you want it authentic? Yeah. And they look at you like because I'm about to They're like, to You're a white boy. You. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're getting smashed right yeah. now. So um Do you do you like super hot stuff then? 
Um, I like, I like to eat. It's my problem. <laughs> I just like food. So it, it'll be hot, but it has to taste good, not just like out of control. Yeah, I do. I like I do. I do like to do the like the habanero pizza. From, oh, from uh, Flying Pie. I feel like it's the window is either closed or closing. It's soon. closing soon. Debbie and I just drove by it today. We took a. We were going to the dump. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we drove by it and it's still up on the sign. And I told Debbie, like, we should make it a regular thing every summer and go get at least one. Yeah. Um, there's a fantasy football league I did in every draft. We always ate habanero pizza. Mm. And then it was like the 3 a.m. gastric distress yeah. moment. But yeah, I, you know, normally I like it spicy, but not so spicy that it like slows me down from eating. Like if I, fighting a runny nose the whole time and eating something it's like is yeah this, is this is this fun yeah is it worth it yeah but sometimes my a co-worker does there's a show called hot ones oh Have yeah you ever heard of that yes i watched it um he does his own hot ones challenges okay. and like he has the sauce like up to level nine on that show which is like is it like a million scoville or yeah like 675,000 Scoville or something, which is just insane. I have the, I have the Magnum, uh, 357 sauce in my fridge right now, which is 357,000 Scoville. That's yeah, that's and I've silly. I've tried it twice on like a chip, like a tortilla chip. I just put a little bit on it and tried it. Um, but my buddy, one of my good buddies that you probably met at the wedding, he's like a hot sauce aficionado. And so he gave me a bunch of his sauces to try. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, they're just gonna sit in my fridge, well, yeah, and you have them because you never use them. Well, you can't, and you can't eat them on a, like a regular basis. No, it's more like a fun thing that yeah. you do every once in a while. There's one called like the bomb or something. Oh yeah, and that one's awesome. I've had that one. Oh really? Well, maybe maybe they have a couple versions because he gave us that, and it had like half the bottle left, and we ate all of it. Wow. Yeah. Because I th I thought it was the bomb. Maybe it's maybe I'm mistaking, but he's like there was one that was. Like level seven, uh -huh. but he would always say, "He's like that one lit me up way worse oh. than the, the next two. Yeah. So see, and I I got the Tabasco Scorpion sauce, which was like a limited run thing, huh. and I feel like that's the hottest sauce I've ever tried. Like the Magnum three fifty seven was not hotter than that Tabasco sauce. I wonder what they use in the Scorpion. Like what makes what peppers? It's a scorpion pepper. Like, <laughs> I feel like an idiot. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to feel like an idiot. Like, I didn't know that until yeah. I looked at the ingredients. I've heard of like the Carolina Reaper and the yeah. ghost pepper, but I'd never heard of the scorpion. But those are like s supposed to be the hottest ones in the world. And I don't know if it's just the batch I got maybe, yeah. but it's like, it's un inedible. I thought it was just going to be a little bit hotter than normal Tabasco, but it sucks. It's painful to eat. Yeah. Which I, I don't like either. There's a, a barbecue place in Bellevue, Washington that was called Dixie's Barbecue. Yeah. And they had a sauce called the man. So you'd go and meet the man. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the owner um, would walk around with this like pot that you could tell has been sitting on the stove for like oh, my God. years. Yeah. You know? And it was like the sauce was just like black. It just looked evil. And he was this dude from like Louisiana. And so he had like Southern accent. And he'd be like, who wants to meet the man? Who wants to meet the man? And like, he, you know, I was with my, I was at the time like doing labor for a painting company. So I'd scrape and prep all summer. Yeah. And so my, the painter I was working for brought me there and he's like, we got to, you know, 
we got a virgin here. Yeah, we got so, a new guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so he came over and like put just a dab on your chicken. And then he's like, touch it with your fork. Touch it. Like yelling. You're like, oh, God. Okay. And then, and then, and then once you touch it with his fork, he's like, all right, you can't escape it now. And he'd oh walk off. And oh, my knew, God. And he knew that you were, <laughs> you were in too deep at that moment. So yeah. It was, uh, but yeah, that was like a 45 minute just like, yeah. Going, Gotta Whoa, get over this it. is not going away. Yeah. God, I see some of that stuff where, People kind of screw with other people. They get like the concentrate, like the 10 million Scoville concentrate stuff, and that's, they'll put like a little bit in somebody's food. That's just flat dangerous. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Like that's reckless. It could like, and you know, you know, it's so hot when your body has like, like a nervous response that yeah. like you can't consciously control. It's like straight out of Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah. Pills are good. <laughs> But it's it like as soon as somebody eats it, they just immediately start hiccuping, and it's like that's that's not good for your body. No, no, yeah, that's <laughs> like your autonomic nervous nervous system is panicking. Up. Yeah, it's panicking. Right yeah, now. fight yeah. or flight mode. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, we want to do the the habanero. We'll probably just do the the level one pizza. Yeah, if you want to like, they can do it. They you can ask them to put cream cheese as one of the toppings. Oh no, and that way. like. You could have a two habanero pizza with cream cheese, and that would be less spicy than a, just a one habanero pizza. Okay. Yeah, we need to do it before they... It's The thing about it, it's really good. Yeah. Like, it has awesome flavor. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's spicy, but it's actually just really good pizza, too. Yeah. The so. first the first time I tried it, I was working at St. Al's, and I was a manager in supply chain. Mm. And it was funny because... like. There's all the business people that work in supply chain, and then there's all like the blue collar people yeah. who are out in the storeroom doing stuff. Yeah, throwing boxes. Yeah, and they ordered the pizza, and like I was the one who had the good relationship with all the people in the storeroom, so I would be out there hanging out with them all the time. Yeah. Well, it's because where you started, right? Yeah, it's because yeah. where I started, and uh, and so I'd be in like a really nice dress shirt and like you know yeah. nice shoes and stuff, and I went out there, and they're like, "Oh, Spencer, you got to try this piece of pizza." And, all these blue collar dudes like sitting around the table and I'm like, oh, all right, I'll try yeah. it. And I ate it and dude, it fucked me up that day. <laughs> and so it's like, I have to go to meetings and I'm still like beat red, like sweating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please excuse me. I gotta go to the bathroom. Here. Yeah. 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 No, that's yeah. Spices. I can't, it's just like, cause whatever, like in Thailand or whatever, Vietnam. Yeah. They eat that stuff all the fucking time. Every day. Yeah. I don't, my indigestion would, I would surely die. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's funny. The only time that my stomach ever starts to bug me is when I get a real handle on my diet and I, I'm like eating the same thing consistently and all the time. Stray. And then I throw some, I throw some ice cream in and yeah. it's like, Oh, my body's not used to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you there. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, uh, are you playing fantasy this year? I am. In one fantasy league, it was an auction draft. Have you ever done an auction draft? Or no. Have you ever this done is my football? this is my first year ever. Oh, cool! And I, I drafted a couple guys and then I auto drafted the rest of the, rest of the time. Yeah, that's a rookie move. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody else did. You know, everyone else did too. Um, some of the other people. So I have one guy who's kind of holding my hand right now, and oh, he goes, gotcha. "Just throw it on auto draft if you have like something else to do." Yeah. So. I so I do one fantasy football league and then I do this um it's not like a fantasy football it's like kind of straight gambling I guess yeah but it's like you have to pick every single game every week against the spread oh and then 
you know, you have your 16 point game all the way down to your one point game. Okay. And then that is so hard. It's amazing how close Vegas, because it's like, so the, the spread on the Seahawks Patriots game was four and a half. Oh, wow. The Seahawks won by five. That's crazy. And they have it so dialed. There's so many games that are like that. You lose by half a point or win by half a point. And you're like, and, or it comes, you know, it's like, so the, <laughs> it's awful though. Cause I'm watching the Seahawks game and obviously I want the Seahawks to win. Yeah. But the Patriots are driving down the field and I'm sitting there going, okay, I really want the Seahawks to win. But the worst case scenario here is if the Patriots stop, like stall and just try to kick a field goal and then go for the onside kick. So oh, then, I'll like, win both ways. Yeah. Then, yeah. So then I'm like, cause we're like, we're covering the spread by half a point right now. So don't stop and kick the field goal. Yeah. 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 yeah so it's like you watch, that's the only part I don't like about it is like you watch the game a little differently. Yeah. Um, and that's why I know that there's people who are not, they're, they're, they hate fantasy because they're football purists and yeah. they think you should root for your team. You well, it's know, like, but yeah. Or, you know, Julian Edelman's on my fantasy team. So like in my head, like I'm justifying how good it is every time he comes up with some like catch against the <laughs> yeah. team I want to win. It's yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. I hope. Yeah. As long as he has 10 catches, three touchdowns, a bunch of first downs. Yeah. And then, the and then they lose. Won. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He did have like 170 yards receiving, so it oh, really? panned out. But he, yeah, and missed the end zone by like a yard. He had one like long, but yeah. You know, I mean, what? But yeah, here you go thinking about some. <laughs> like, no, you shouldn't watch a game that way. It's like you just cheer for your team. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't. I need to pay a little bit more attention. I won the first week. I lost this week, and so I don't know. I need to just kind of look at my guys and see who's doing good, and then I'll probably start paying more attention to it. I'm gonna be end up. I'm gonna be zero two after this week. Really? Yep. Yeah, I've never done it, which is funny because like I was obsessed with the show The League. That show was so funny. It was amazing. It's like especially season one. Yeah. Like I feel like, who's it? Rafi. Yeah. Once Rafi got introduced, I was like, "Whoa, this is going off the rails a little bit." There was a whole episode that was just Rafi and Seth Rogen like going to do some gang hit or something, and none of the main characters were in the episode. Yeah, no, it, it went, <laughs> but like the first two seasons when it was like the main dudes, yeah, and the whole dynamic of like his wife clearly knows more than he does, but yeah. she can't be in the league, and like, oh man, that was so funny. Yeah. yeah, that show was awesome. Did you hear about the main character, the Kevin guy? How he kind of got canceled? Did you hear about that at all? No, I think that's why the show got canceled. But how did, how did cancel culture get him? So, well, it was kind of his fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't. I mean, he he said it was like a lie. That was such like a tiny little thing, but it just spiraled out of control. He said he was in the World Trade Center when it got hit by the airplanes. And then he like made it out and then like went somewhere else. But then people just started introducing him as that person to other people. And like eventually he became known as the guy that like survived 9-11. But he was never there. But he was never there. (laughs) And he said like it was one of those things where you say it like drunk to someone at a party and they're like, oh, yeah, you were in the World Trade Center, right? And he's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I was. Totally. <laughs> and then it just got out of control. Oh, that uh, sounds terrible. Yeah. I, li- I actually listened to a podcast recently where he got interviewed about that. And it was very interesting how, I don't know, it's like sad. 
like he lost all these endorsement deals and lost out on a shitload of money. And I mean, I, it's his fault and he's taken ownership for it, but it's like, I don't know. It's just what a, at the same time, like what an odd thing to like lose your career over. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many things like that. I'm like, people do such stupid stuff all the time. And I, like, I think about college and how I was just before there was such things, camera phones. Oh yeah. How grateful I am for that. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God. It's like, there's just no room for error these days. Yeah. Cause you end up on Twitter or wherever. And it's like, then, then, you know, one mob, whether it's, you know, there's always some mob that's going to come for you. That's out to get you. Yeah. It's like it, you know, right, left, green, blue, whatever. Yeah. It's like someone's coming for you. Yeah. I, uh, what's funny is my sister and I were talking about this. We, we both had flip phones when we first got to college, which is crazy to think about now. Like I got to college and I didn't have an iPhone and it's just weird. Like I've become so accustomed to my iPhone. Nokia was king. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, but yeah, there was, I remember when like Snapchat first kind of started. Remember the Motorola Razor? Oh yeah, that I was had, I had one high tech. Oh yeah, yeah, because it was thinner. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember we in one of my criminal justice classes we watched an episode of like Law and Order that was about Snapchat, and they couldn't like prove anything because the snap the snaps went away. But then they introduced you could do screenshots. Yeah, and that was after this episode aired. I mean, it's just funny looking back at that stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, I think. I've, I find social media really entertaining, but I also, at the same time, think it's like the most evil thing. Yeah. That it just like, so awful. How, how old is crew? How old's your son? My oldest son's eight. Okay. So obviously I'm sure you and your wife have had conversations about phones and. I would love to get him to high school before he had like a phone. Yeah. I don't know if that's feasible these days, but I mean, he already has a laptop. Cause I mean, I was like, okay, we're doing school virtual. Like, how are we going to manage this? And I was like, well, we have to get him a laptop. And of course he has, he's on zoom calls and this and that. So it's like how long till he figures out how to just call his buddies. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, so, um, I'm sure he's already figured it out. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, it, I always think about, yeah, it's it's interesting thinking about because it's like those aren't things we dealt with as kids. So it's like, you know, it's like, hey, bud, eventually we're gonna have to conversation. It's like, hey, no matter what, don't send nude pictures to people. Yeah, ever. Yeah, like for any reason. Yeah, yeah. I the thing that scares me about my kids having a phone is, I mean, we're both men. What does a dude look up? The the first thing he looks up when he has access to the internet, yeah. it's like boobs yeah but exactly (laughs) exactly and yeah you wonder what that's going to do to a kid's psyche once they have access to a computer when they're like fucking 11 you know well i think the main argument i've heard is that it gives a false representation of what like a romantic like how to treat a a woman yeah like or what to expect from a relationship with a woman or like being intimate with a you know like it's not it's not realistic no it's not realistic so you go in you know and then you hear i I mean i've heard terrible stories about 
like, oh, well, this is the expectation now. And you're like, what? Yeah. That is terrifying. Yeah. Those poor, both of them, I mean. Yeah. If that's what you think you have to do or, yeah, like, that's, yeah. I don't know. It's just so, it's like, uh, I don't know, innocence will be lost. It's like, I don't know. It's just bizarre to me. Well, it's just a false reality. It's just not realistic. Yeah. So it's like you're you're expecting something that's just not feasible. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's what I'm wondering is like what is it going to do? Like what kind of long-term damage if you introduce like porn or whatever to a kid that young? Like they're are they going to be fucked up the rest of their life? Like expecting the wrong things or like at some point are they going to have to do a total like reset, like mental reset for everything? I don't, yeah. I mean I hope we don't have to find out. Yeah. I, well, I mean, at some point we're yeah. going to have to fucking deal with it because the internet is like, it's, yeah, it's not it going might, away. Is it, it might be the, I mean, the internet's probably the fucking greatest invention of all time. As people say, the internet is undefeated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, it's changed fucking everything. Like you don't have to, you don't have to be curious about what it's like in Egypt right now. You can just go on YouTube and like virtually travel there and like zoom in on Google maps. And it's like not like mystery has been lost and you don't have to go to the fucking library anymore. And yet at the same time, people seem less informed than they ever have in their entire life. Extremely true. And you're like, how, how? Well, okay. What's the, yeah. This brings up a good point because yeah, even though we have access to the internet and you have access to all of the information, people tend to only want to look at one side of things or yeah. people only want to watch CNN or just Fox. Or the tech companies only funnel things that they think you're going to like click on, yeah. you know, so instead of getting like all the information, you're just getting this like curated yeah. batch of information that's going to wind you up or whatever, you know? Yeah. And they've, people have said as much, it's like, you know, I did some experiment and all I Googled for two weeks was puppies. Yeah. And sure enough, like all my ads, all the recommended videos on YouTube or whatever, all turned out to be puppies. Yeah. So it's like, all, they just, they just, they just want to keep the, keep stoking the fire, whatever yeah. that fire is, yeah. whatever your fire is, yeah. they're just going to keep feeding it. I, it's funny because Debbie and I were talking about this. There's a new, um, sh- I get, I think it's a movie, like it's a feature length thing on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Have you seen I've it? I've heard about it. I have not seen it. I've heard about it though, but I, I heard it talks kind of about that. Yes. And I have not watched it yet, but I mean, it's not anything you don't already know. They just present it in a very cool way. Yeah. Um, and I haven't, I haven't watched it, but Debbie was telling me about it and she said it's like a, it's like a fake family um, or it's like actors that are p- portraying a family. Yeah. And there's one sister who's super anti-social media. And then there's another girl who's like obsessed with TikTok. And then it's like, how do the parents deal with this situation and tell the kids about social media and stuff? But they talk about how it's curated to you and you get notifications. Like if you start, if there's a time of day that you always click on Instagram and then one day you don't click on Instagram, you'll get a notification at that time. They're like, what are you doing? Like, you should be on Instagram right now. And like, sorry, YouTube does that too. And it does it to me. And so I was telling Debbie, like the stuff I get recommended on YouTube is all like, it's movie review stuff. It's like 
the top 10 Marvel villains. You yeah. know, it's not, I mean, I don't, sub- I subscribe to some news stuff, but it's, it's all like nonpartisan. It's like, I try to look at objective shit. I, I was like, I admired your approach so much. You texted me the other day in the morning, first thing in the morning, it was like 7 a.m. And I get this text. It was like, hey, you consider yourself a liberal, right? And I was like, I guess so. Like, I think so. I don't even know anymore. But anyway, I, I was like, I was curious just enough that I was like, the right answer is yes. So I'm going to say yes because I want to know where this I is I want to know where this yeah, is going. Yeah, exactly. So you sent me this thing about this ad and about, you know, the rich paying their fair share. Yeah. It was a, it was a Joe Biden yeah. ad saying, yeah. saying we're going to make the rich pay their fair share. And you're like, they already pay 50% of the total or what, you know, top 3% pays 50% of taxes. Yeah. So what exactly is fair? Like at what point does it like, what is the who, fair who, share? Yeah. Who is, who, and so like I responded what I thought about it and like, you know, the, the gap between the wealth, the wealthy and the poor. And I, you know, I'm a, I have no idea what they think, but this was my take on it. I was yeah. like, well, that's unhealthy for the economy. Having a strong middle class is obviously, well, I don't know if it's obviously, but in my mind, that's how, that's when the economy is the strongest and the country as a whole is the healthiest. Yeah. I think a lot of social yeah, problems you minimize go how away, many, yeah, exactly. Go away yeah, you minimize well. how many poor people there are. And yeah. yeah, I mean, poor people generally also are sometimes desperate and so when and they, you're desperate you commit crimes and you do and crazy so, shit yeah and so yeah. on and so on so i think the idea is like you know i've definitely heard wealthy people complain about how much they pay in taxes but i've never seen them not be wealthy anymore yeah. from paying their you know so it's like okay how do but and then how do you build up the poor like you know build up that lower portion into the middle class. So, yeah. you know, generally government dollars aren't spent efficiently. Yeah. So it's like, is that, you know, is that the answer that I have no idea, yeah. but I think I, that's the idea behind that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. It just like, I fucking hate political ads. Oh, they're the worst because it's like, there's no nuance to it. It's just try to get an emotional reaction and like, yeah, they should pay their fair or share. They actually rarely tell you anything about their platform or like how they're going to help. They usually just try to shit on the opponent yeah. and like, I'm not any good, but that guy's a piece of shit. Have you know, it's like, you, uh, oh, what? Have you watched Parks and Rec? Uh, I haven't. Oh, dude, it's so good. So the main character eventually runs for, oh my God, I think she runs for Congress. Like she runs for a house seat. <laughs> So she goes from like Parks and Rec. She's obsessed with like local government and then eventually wants to, you know, move on to bigger and better things. And she, she's running against another guy who's just a rich dude. And like, you know, she's kind of liberal and he's like the prototypical, like grew up in a rich family and they have this heritage of like, everyone's going to be a congressperson. And like they do an attack ad on him and his name's Bobby Newport. (laughs) And it says, it just opens up with, Bobby Newport never had a real job in his whole life. I mean, it just reminds me of that, like, Biden ad or the Trump ads. It's just, yeah, bashing on each other. Well, and these days, like, it's like, is that a fake one that someone else just made? (laughs) So, like, is this satire? I've seen so many parodies that now the real ones look like parodies. Well, they might as well be. It's like like when, 
uh, Sarah Palin was running in like Saturday Night Live. Literally just had, uh, what's her name? Oh, Tina Fey. Tina Fey say the exact same thing. Yeah. Like they didn't even change anything. Yeah. It was yeah. like she just read the script of what Sarah Palin said and it, it was comedy because yeah. it's so ridiculous. Well, and I think, I think Tina Fey said something one time on the show and it got attributed to Sarah Palin and like nobody knew that it wasn't her that actually said it. Yeah. The, and because they look exactly the same and. Well, but yeah, I mean, and that, I guess that circles back to like the bad parts about social media, right? It's like, yeah. It's like, no, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. Like, yeah, but. Did was, you see the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, or did you like stop and go, maybe this isn't real. Yeah. I better do dig, like dig a little bit and see if this is, but everyone's like, no, nah, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I and that's the thing that I've realized as I've gotten older. I can't just look at headlines. Like yeah. I actually have to read the article. Yeah, yeah. And to circle back, my whole point of like you texting me is like you didn't look, you didn't watch that ad and go, "That's stupid," you know, and, and just take it and like say, you know, that doesn't make any. You you reached out to somebody and said, "Hey, this doesn't make any sense to me." Yeah. And then you like, or you know, whether me or whoever is like. This is someone's opinion that I value or whatever. So like I want to get their take and then and then make a decision. Yeah. As to what this could mean before I pass judgment on it or whatever. And it's like that's I wish everyone would just do that. I just think it's insane that like people can't disagree and still be friends with people. It's wild. <laughs> it's insane. Sometimes that's like the best conversations that happen. Without I mean, if if everything was just homogenous and like everyone you know had the same opinions it's like well then what's the point of having an opinion you know? yeah it's like well and like okay let's just really get you're good you're good you can keep going get heavy here but like i think our system of government was set up to not be easy like that's the whole point there's supposed to be debate and disagreement disagreement and you then you're supposed to like find common ground and come up with a solution versus like if that's what's going to happen we're just not even going to vote yeah and you're like what yeah but you're a senator that's like your whole job is <laughs> to show up to the senate yeah and vote on stuff yeah you can't how can you just say i'm not going to show up and do that so, so i've watched some there's youtube videos of um oh god i can't remember what the show's called it, it was like the uh Johnny Carson show, but it might have run alongside Johnny Carson for a little bit, but there was some stuff pre Johnny Carson as well. And Jim Brown, famous football player, yeah. he turned into a political activist afterwards yeah. and he did like, that was his calling. I think he was better at doing that than he was at football, which is saying something. That's wild. It's, Cause it's, he, tr he trucked people. <laughs> Dude. Yes. Um, okay. We're going lemon next. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm diving into the lemon, but just listening to listening to him have discourse with people that like, like white supremacists. And, um, there was this governor of Georgia that was just this insane, crazy dude that hated black people and listening to Jim Brown, like sit down and have a nuanced conversation with him and like explain his point of view in an hour to this dude. And then the dude feels like a fucking idiot at the end of it. And like, you know, Jim Brown wins the crowd over and like everyone's cheering for him at the end. Like that, I feel like that 
is what we're missing now. Like people just like to yell at each other. I haven't seen that interview or whatever it is. Yeah. But I can almost guarantee you he kept his cool, Mm -hmm. made very eloquent points and like went in prepared for the conversation and, you know, and when something inflammatory was said, he didn't take the bait. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not easy, obviously. Yeah. But, that's why I like, like, not that I necessarily agree with everything that Jon Stewart says. I fucking love that Jon Stewart used to go on Bill O'Reilly all the time. And he would just go, all right, we're going to talk. And we'll talk for 30 minutes, you know. And and Bill O'Reilly would always try to give him the bait. And uh, Jon Stewart yeah, would not. Him up and- he was like, just cool. He's like, dude, I'm a comedian. Like, you can't do that to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's just missing. I like watching people have eloquent conversations, which like, I don't know. It's just, it bugs the shit out of me that somebody could have an American flag and that's going to set someone else off and immediately hate that person. And it's like, well, well, maybe their son was in the military or maybe their dad was in the military. Like there's all these possibilities that that person doesn't know. And maybe if they went and talked to them, and had a long conversation with them, they'd understand something different about them. Yeah. And the and the opposite is true. Like, you know, if some conservative dude sees a fucking rainbow flag or a Black Lives Matter flag, they shouldn't immediately get pissed off. They should maybe go talk to the people and learn about them and see, like, why do you feel so strongly about this? And, you know. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. It's crazy. <laughs> it's insane to me. I don't know. It's It's... And something I, think, I saw. I, I think it. The problem is it takes effort, Spencer. Yeah. And so many. It's like people want that instant gratification. Yeah, it's like they want that TikTok you video. Know how much easier it is to just go oh, look at that asshole. Yeah. Like it's so much easier. Yeah. Then because you would have to go into that conversation prepared to maybe make a point that say you know say oh I I can re- I you know I can respect that but have you thought about X Y and Z. You have to be prepared enough to have the X, Y, and Z ready yeah. for that conversation. If yeah. you know, if you want to, you know, I <laughs> obviously politics are so wacky yeah. these days, and people are so. It's like, you know, you're you're on. I'm on this team. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, actually, we're all in this together. Yeah. So, no, like, you know. We should try to find a, a common ground here. Yeah. But well, that's what I like. You said this earlier, um, how it is kind of adversarial, you know, like there's a little extreme one way, there's a little extreme the other way. And usually like the country's always kind of right in the middle. Like that's what I like about the Congress, the country, the checks and balances, the Supreme Court, all that stuff. I, yeah, I think, I think when it's healthy, that's how it's, it's going. But I mean, for instance... Ruth Bader Ginsburg just passed away. Yeah. And everyone's going, well, it's an election year. So obviously they're not going to try to rush in a new Supreme Court judge. <laughs> but then old Turtlehead or whatever, you know, McConnell is like, nope, we're, you know, we're passing. You know, and you're like, whoa, well, this is, you're moving the line here. Yeah. It's all power grab. Yeah. There's no. And that's something I don't know that much about. And I've read a little bit about the Supreme Court justice appointments um 
And I know that like some of them can get pushed through pretty quick and some of them take 180 days or. Well, I know I'm not like I always listen to your episodes with Zach Forrester because he's mm. like clearly somewhat in the know when it comes to politics where I'm not. Yeah. But, you know, I like to pretend, at least think I observe reasonably well. Well, and I, I think what like you and I do, too. We yeah. admit when we don't know shit. Yeah. It's not yeah. like I'm going to make up like, oh, well, Trump can totally do it because yeah. of blah, blah, blah. Let me give you the facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but in uh, when Anton Scalia died, there was eight months before the election. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is, you know, this is ridiculous. We can't. The American people need to have a say. Yeah. Because that fit their narrative at the time. Yeah. And now it's like. The opposite. We need to get, you know, this seat filled immediately because, you know, we've committed to, and it's like, do you have any morality or like, it's all a power grab. Yeah. Well, and I, not that I'm trying to do this to inflame you or anything. Oh, we're going there. Let's. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) Uh, But the other side's doing that as well. Because back then they said they wanted to do it as quickly as possible. And then, yeah, the other side is saying, like both sides are saying the opposite of what they're saying now. Which to me is, it is just a power grab. It's a political game. It's, they all want to. I I don't think any of it's trying to benefit you and I though. Oh, totally not. No. And that's. There's no way. The beef, you know, obviously (laughs) that's like, well, I thought you were supposed to be looking out for us, but. You seem to got you guys all seem to look after each other yeah. a lot better than you look after the people you're supposed to. If they if they cared about us, don't you think the opiate problem would be solved by now? <laughs> or there would be term limits or corporations didn't like have the same rights as a human being. Yeah. Or you know. Big tobacco, big pharma, the NRA. What else? Term well, limits is a huge that see that's something that both sides agree on. How how has that not happened yet? Oh, that's easy, Spencer. Because the people <laughs> that make the laws, laws are the people that it benefits. Yeah. So why would they? Yeah, so. exactly. And that's what I thought about. Like Debbie and I, maybe it was me and Debbie or my sister, uh, but we were chatting about how why is a Supreme Court justice that for life? Like the president isn't appointed for life. I think. Well, my understanding of that is that so they can be, once they're in, they can be nonpartisan. Like they can't be influenced by like trying to, you know, get elected again. Yeah. You don't have to pander anymore. Your job is just now you're, you're like in so you can focus on interpreting the Constitution and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, wouldn't it wouldn't it make sense to? Yeah, I don't know, an eight year limit or something, and it would start at random times for each one of the justices, so it there it would never all fall on one side or fall on the other side. I don't know. It just seems like such a but dictatorial how thing to be appointed to something for the rest of your life. But I think that's the whole point of the other two branches of government, though, right? Yeah, to like, provide the checks. Yeah, so. They're just interpreting the laws. They don't get to make the laws. They don't get to enforce the laws. They're just there to interpret what's what comes before them. Yeah. And that's it. So 
yeah, I, th- I think the whole idea again is so they don't have to spend all their time and energy trying to get elected. Yeah. It's just, but like, I agree. I mean, I think senators should have term limits so they can act. So the same thing, they can like actually go, what's the best for the American people? Yeah. And make that decision. Cause I don't feel like that decision that's never actually considered. Cause it's like, well, what's, what's going to get me reelected? Yeah. You know, what's going to get me a donation? Yeah. What's going to get me. Well, that's crazy too, is looking at the number. If you've lis- listened to the Zach episodes, you heard him talk about, you know, how much they try to push into each law, each bill that gets passed. Oh, it's like the size of a book. Yeah. And there's only like a little tiny section that I love how Zach always uses these political terms. He says germane to the bill, but everything else is not germane to the bill. It's just a bunch of other shit that they push through, that they try to push through. Um, And then the people, the Congress people. See, now I have to Google what germane means, so. It like I mean I get yeah I, it, the context context, context but, <laughs> but that's not a word I would have ever used you know yeah um I guess they use it all the time over there but and then Congress people are not always there for the votes that they have to be there for like I there was one Congress person that was absent for like 173 votes and have like you, as a citizen of that state wouldn't you say like what the hell like they need to what are you getting paid for yeah they need to represent me have you ever seen videos of like when they cast vote and people are absent like they have uh. sticks and stuff that they'll turn around and like press the button for the people that are missing oh no yeah it's i haven't wild seen yeah it's like they have special sticks for it that's crazy and you're like <laughs> how does that work and you know where they probably are when they're not in there because they they are required to raise money like for the party yeah they're they're making phone calls yeah, they're they're trying they're to get like, donations it's like telethon yeah it's i don't know it's sad to me, but whatever. Yeah. I The problem is and it's part of me thinks this is by design is to really understand and know it. It's exhausting. Yeah. And it's like you have to dedicate serious amounts of time and it almost feels like on purpose. Like I think if we just wear the American people out, like then we'll just be able to do what we want yeah. and not get bothered by it. Well, why is this law that way? Oh, it's because of that law. And then yeah. why is that law that way? Oh, it's because of that law. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> whale hunting in North Dakota is illegal. <laughs> you know, there's there's random laws. It's like, how does that even? Yeah. Or like whale hunting in your pajamas. is there, I think that's a law somewhere. I think there's something in Idaho. It's like riding a giraffe downtown or something. Something <laughs> stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> Thank God they got that one in there. Let's you know? go down to end zone and see what happens. Yeah. Giddy up. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. I uh I don't know. I, I think I agree with you. It's so complicated and nuanced that like it's easy to say why wouldn't they do this certain thing, but there's probably a thousand reasons why they haven't done certain things yet, you know. But something like term limits, that's that bugs the shit out of me. I think the poll is like it's like ninety two percent of people agree that there should be term limits. Or Who the it's fuck like are the eight percent that aren't voting for that? Yeah, I they probably just like don't even know. Yeah, they just clicked on the. All I know is I've never been polled for anything. Yeah, so it's like polls say, and it's like who's taking these polls? I got I got a random phone call one time, and it was a poll for something. So I did. I've answered one poll. Nice. I go on to like. Um, Oh, I don't even know what my homepage is anymore at work, but sometimes there's polls on it and I'll click on them. I'll do it. I'll vote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes it's political stuff, but sometimes it's, it's like, like, what's your astrology sign? Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Or like, like 
Do you think Tom Brady is going to do well with the Buccaneers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild times, man. It is. It's crazy. I don't know. But that's why, like, I think my wife has done a very good job of unplugging. Um, and I don't, like, I try to stay as, you know. I don't watch new. I watch very little TV. Part of me just because I feel, I like, I'll set time aside to watch some football games. That's yeah. about all. Like, I don't watch shows or I feel like with three little kids yeah work I just don't have time yeah so it's like I kind of avoid most of that stuff I try I try to see enough just to kind of understand what's going on in the world but yeah you know I mean you don't miss the video of Beirut exploding because <laughs> it's everywhere well and it's like just powerful you yeah. know you're like oh my god if it's yeah if it's important enough the news will find you oh yeah 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 so i don't know i like i like flipping on the news in the morning and i kind of i mean i see through the bullshit and i know what's like what they're doing to pander to the audience and all that stuff but you have to look you have to watch it with that eye though you have to watch it from that angle yeah like okay now you're gonna try to feed me you know yeah or the yeah the way they yeah it's it's like everything's about money, right? So it's like all the headlines have to be something that will get you to want to click yeah. instead of just being what it is. Yeah. So it has to get slanted super hard to either piss you off so bad you're like, well, that's clearly bullshit. I, I want to see what they're talking about. Or if you're like slanted that way, you're like, hell yeah, let's see. Yeah. 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 yeah you yeah. know, either way. Confirmation bias. Like, yeah. I'm either. I'm either gonna piss you off or like make you get you all fired up because you're like hell yeah you know but one way or another you're gonna click on it yeah yeah well and what's interesting to me is since i've made it a point to start clicking on the articles instead of just reading the headlines so many articles have this like crazy headline like i mean just for an example it's like politician a had sex with a stripper in a hotel room in Mexico or something like that. Yeah. And then you click on it and it says a source told MSNBC or something like that. And it's like, how did you write this huge giant article from a source? Nobody knows who the source is. It's, it's like they do that so they can put it in the headline because they know people aren't going to click on it, but then a bunch of people are going to believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, Okay. Or is it just like, what a source? Like, you were sitting next to me and you came up with a kind of a fancy story. Yeah. Are you a source? Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. Like, or is it all just made up? Yeah. I don't know. That's what's crazy to me is like, you know, now every single journalist's political leanings. Which it didn't used to be like that. No, yeah. He's like Walter I, Cronkite, you know, here's the news. Yeah. And uh, I think the last person like that was Megan Kelly. Is it Megan Kelly? Is that right? Because she was on... She was on Fox, and then she was she got... She, like, left and went on CNN. Yeah. She, was she the one that got, like, sexually harassed, and that's why she left or something? I, I think so. But I think that this is... What I'm talking about is separate from that. Because I feel like she was a true journalist. Because she didn't like i think she was at like msnbc or something and she didn't like 
what they they were like telling her to Slam. say certain yeah. things and so she left and she went to fox and i think she got some of that same stuff at fox yeah just and then the eventually <laughs> yeah and eventually she's like i'm a journalist like i just want to tell the news yeah. and so i think she retired for a long time and i think she i think she has her own show maybe on youtube now or something but hmm. good for her yeah which it's that gives me hope that there's journalists out there like that that yeah but it's like they're almost deplat. You have to you have to know enough about them to go and then go find them. Yeah, yeah. Versus like the ones that are fed to you. Yeah, you know are, are the ones that aren't that way. Yeah. So it's like that's why I'm like a huge proponent, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. The Hill, which they have a show called Rising, and the gal's name is Crystal, and the guy's name is Sagar, and she's a little left leaning, he's a little right leaning, but they're an online show. And I think they have a ton of subscribers now, but they're super professional and they try to look at things super objective and they call out both sides for their bullshit. And then the other one is Jimmy Dore, which I just love. Well, it's nice. You, like you just said, you have one person that's a little bit left leaning yeah, and one person that's a little bit right leaning, but they're on the same show. Yeah. Yeah. Not their own show where they can like push it further away from the middle. Like, yeah. The, just by the nature of that, they're going to have to kind of find the middle. You yeah. Know? It's like, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. And and that's why I, I think America's rad still, no matter what, like you can poke holes in everything. Yeah. But there's still going to be a ton of Democrats in Congress and a ton of Republicans in Congress and, you know it's going to be somewhere down the middle for most of America. Yeah. That's what I think. I think the, you know, the loudest people on both sides are such a small minority that. Yeah. Part of me just feels like everyone needs to work at it. Yeah. Like you just have to work. You just can't ignore it or whatever. You know, it's like, like I think, and I, most importantly, you have to work at like tolerating the people you don't, agree with and and seeking them out to interact with them yeah versus separating yourself and like isolating you know only being around people with your ideas because it's like i think it's meant for there to be that like i think the whole system is designed the founding fathers thought like no we need like people have to have discourse yeah totally and and if we're just at this point where we avoid the discourse at least you know, respectful yeah. discourse. Well, that's what's crazy to me is like people will say, they'll say like, oh, they're they're saying they're going to vote for Biden. I'm not going to talk to them. And it's like, well, why not? Like you should go ask them why they're going to vote for Biden yeah. and figure out what, you know, maybe they have a per perspective on something that you don't have. Yeah. Well, I read uh, my buddy asked me to read like the whole QAnon thing. Mm -hmm. He he like sent me, he's like, I'm going to send you a book. I want you to read it. No questions asked. Yeah. And he's a buddy. Like he's, he's not even an American. He's a Spaniard, but he's like, I want you to read this. Like, and he's, I, he's a very smart guy. So it's like, I respect you. Yeah. I'll read it. Yeah. And it's like, I think, I think I know who this is. Do I know who this is? No. Okay. Never I don't mind. think so. Okay. But, um, he doesn't play, uh, <laughs> goalkeeper at uh the indoor facility no no okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> that guy's colombian anyway oh, oh, oh um, okay no this is i studied abroad in spain it's like a good buddy of mine oh. when i was living in spain but okay he's an engineer and a very very bright guy but he sent me this book and i 
I started reading and I was like, what is this? Is it like pro QAnon stuff? Yeah, yeah. Or, it's, like, okay. it's like the, it's like one of the main supporter guys who, and just like goes through the whole deep state stuff, deep and, state, everything. Yeah. And so I read the whole book cover to cover. Yeah. And it was like, mostly because I was like, okay, there are people out here. I, I think a decent amount of people that believe, believe this is what's going on. And so whether whether it's true or not true, if there's a big group of my countrymen who believe this, the least I can do is try to wear that shoe for a little bit and say, okay, let's try to figure out why they think this. Yeah. And and at least have that perspective. Yeah. And then I can I can stop at the end and go, okay, where 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 am I at now? Now that I have this information. Does Michelle Obama <laughs> have one or not? You know? Yeah. Oh my god. You know? Yeah. I, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there would have to be so many things that people like a large group of people kept quiet. Yeah. That it just seems a little bit out too, there too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- you know, like everything, I think there's an element of truth to most stories. And they just took it way too far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, at the you know, at the same time, like thinking the government's here to help me, like, ah, uh, that's probably also not completely true. Yeah. So yeah. see, that's what I'm saying is like there's there's these crazy extremes on both sides. Yeah. And most people are right smack dab in the middle. like Or at least close to it. Yeah. Closer to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Total. Well, way closer to the middle than you are to that fringe thing. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know what a good example is. Like, uh, the people on the super far right, I guess, would say, um, like, everything should be privatized. Like, there should be zero government interference. Yeah. And then... The people on the far left. I think the roads would be pretty shitty at that point. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's what I'm saying. It's like the people on the super far left would say like, uh, there should be a government employee in my house cooking me breakfast every day. <laughs> and it's like, okay, there's something yeah. in the middle. Uh, yeah, the roads are fucking nice. Okay. Have you been on a new highway? They're pretty nice. I'm not, you know, I'm not into the chip seal thing. Oh, I hate the chip seal. They always put down like the beautiful, the like the beautiful, uh, the blacktop yeah and you're like oh this is so awesome you go like, skateboard like, on it and stuff no road noise yeah and then they're like i know what we can do yeah let's put something to like kick <laughs> up the road noise and really yeah make yeah yeah they're yeah <laughs> i that's probably some government decision where they're like this is gonna save us six million dollars a year is, man yeah it's actually just a conspiracy against rollerbladers. Oh my god, that's what I'm saying. Is it's so hard to skateboard on? Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, they're just keeping those pesky rollerbladers off that nice blacktop. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one thing I noticed when I was driving in Croatia was how fucking incredible their roads are, like mind-boggling, mind-bogglingly incredible. I think was it you on some podcast or somebody? Maybe it was Zach. It was like. In Japan, if there's a pothole, it's filled within like an hour. Yeah, yeah. Like within an hour. That's insane. It should be like that. And there's no trash anywhere. Yeah. I mean, what is it? Singapore is supposed to be like super clean. Yeah. Like chewing gum's illegal. Spit, yeah. Spitting's illegal. Yeah. If I think I heard if you get caught with pot, uh, it's like the death sentence. <laughs> that would not surprise me at all. Like, 
no effing around. Yeah. But very clean. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's I mean, give and take. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a spectrum, obviously. Yeah. So I uh, I don't know. I'm I feel like I've said this on the podcast before. Like I consider myself somewhat libertarian, you know, and I yeah. hate that term now because. I feel like it's twisted into something it's Anytime not. Anytime you label yourself, it's always like, Ugh. yeah. But it's like I don't want I don't want my tax dollars going to stupid programs, but also like I think I believe in individual rights. Like you should be able to do whatever the hell you want, yeah, individually. Um, but I'm pro government that works. Like obviously, there's government programs that are awesome. Yeah. But there's government programs that everyone's like, why the fuck is that still a thing? I don't think there's any. Go- I, I would be shocked. I would love for someone to point out one government program like, hey, look, this government program is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think there is one. My mail has never been late. That you know of. That's very true. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Yeah, I the fucking USPS is pretty rad. And I, was, I I didn't understand that whole thing. And I don't even want to get into that because I don't understand I it. I still don't either. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't reasonably comment on it other than I just saw like, I mean, it's a perfect media thing. Like thousands of mailboxes are being picked up. And, <laughs> yeah. and then I saw some other things like, yeah, they take like a lot of those every year. Yeah. They're just not used as much. So they, it's just kind of a supply and demand thing. Yeah. I'm it's not like, well versed okay. enough on it to get it. But like, I don't know. I know my mail kept showing up, and I sent something to my mom or something, and it was there in a couple of days. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many people use the fucking mail now, anyways? So the one thing that I was gonna say that I hate about like, um, I don't even know what they call it, like property law, or I'm not like like building permits and stuff. Oh yeah, is you can't build certain size buildings too close to your property line. Well, I'm going through that right now. I, I just had a public hearing. Oh, no way. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're trying to build like a, a ADU, like a little garage with a little apartment thing up above it. Yeah. And my property has two driveways. Yeah. And so one of the, like, they're like, oh, yeah, you can do that, but you have to take out one of the driveways and pave it and like return the curb and everything. And I was like, wait, why? It has nothing to do with it. It's already there. Yeah. And they're like, you know. Well, part of the Boise City master plan is like on these type of roadways is to like limit access because they're trying to limit pedestrian car interaction. And so it's like we contested that and we were like, well, part of the problem is if we have those two, then every time like a, a truck with a trailer, like if someone's dropping something off and they have a trailer or whatever, turning around so people back out. Oh and yeah. It's like so what's safer having a, a second access that people can then pull out forward onto a road? Yeah. Or backing a trailer out where you widely. can't even see. Yeah, so it's like you know, so we were trying to make all these points about Wait, so safety where, and Was it at the county courthouse? Like where did you well, have the hearing? On Zoom uh, where everything oh, is fuck. held. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> um no, but it was yeah, it would have been at City Hall or wherever. Yeah. So they have their their people that are, you know, the panel or whoever these people are. And that you can tell from the second you get on there, your fate is sealed. Oh, yeah. Your fate. They've is, already decided. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're making these points and then they go, 
Yeah, the, so the Boise City Master Plan is just to kind of limit. So, you know, and I live close to there, and that's a really busy street. So, yep, we're going to take that out. And you're like, <laughs> you didn't hear. I mean, yeah. you had, it was, you're not invested in this decision. You you come into so it. So is it because it's like higher than 12 feet or whatever, and you're like building a foundation for it? No, it, it was it was because we're doing anything. Oh, like, oh, you want to do this on your property? Well, this is our chance to, like, enforce this agenda. That's such bullshit. <laughs> it was. We were furious. And it was just like, and the worst part, though, is, like like I said, the worst part is you could tell that your points, you're talking, were not even considered. Yeah. And it was just like, this is... My fate was sealed. Yeah. My only chance would have been to know Bill on the panel and call his personal number and be like, hey, I know what the deal, but it's my house. So, you know, you know, know a guy, which, yeah. Well, if you, what part of your property are you putting it on? um, Southeast corner or southwest so you know where that parking pad is right now yeah right there oh okay so it's like instead of just a flat piece of concrete there will be a garage gotcha and you can't get away from the city code thing if you like did it further into your property no that's so fucking no, we ridiculous could put it anywhere and they would say oh you got to get rid of that access point which we use maybe three times a year yeah maybe yeah but the only time it's used is when someone would otherwise have to back out and it would safer. And you know, so anyway, that's insane that they would even know like, so obviously somebody came and inspected the property. Um, well you have to submit plans. Yeah. And so they look at the plans and then they pull up like, you know, all the whatever. And then they say, Oh, what do we have here? God, that's fucking two access points. We got one. Yeah. So anyway, it's your pro- like that. It's your property. You should be able to do whatever the hell you want with it. That's, uh, I mean, that's why I don't live in a neighborhood with an HOA. Yeah. Because I don't want, but. Us, us, neither. Neither. The, uh, the Boise City HOA <laughs> got me anyway. Yeah. So. Oh, dude, I've done, I haven't done anything illegal on my property, but I feel like I've done some questionable things <laughs> with my neighbor's consent, yeah. which that's all that should fucking matter. You'd think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the funny part is like, yeah, it's just, it's too bad. And I, I was, afterward, I, when I was fuming to my wife and going, what do you, how, how do these people even decide, like, to be here? They're, they're the, like, curmudgeon people on the HOA that, like, they're like, I can go bigger. I can have a bigger impact. They're just, they're just a bummer to everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can, I can, I can increase my reach of, of influence here. Yeah. And. And, you know, it's like, dang it. Yeah. I don't, being the bearer of bad news all the time is such a shitty job. Like I used to have to be like that all the time, my old job. And I don't, I don't ever want to be back in that position ever again. No, it sucks. But, but, you know, at the same time, I understand the general idea of what they're trying to accomplish. Like they're trying to make Boise's growing very quickly. And it's like, okay, we have to keep this under control. Otherwise... You know, we end up with a congested city where the streets don't make sense. And, you know, well, and maybe in the vast majority of situations. No, exactly. It makes sense. But maybe you're that one outlier that it doesn't make sense. And that's the problem is I just felt like they were unwilling to even hear my case to to even check if I was an outlier. Yeah. 
it didn't matter. Yeah. So. That's insane. Yeah. Um, well, Ian, it's about that time. We're coming to the end of the podcast. And I also have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'm, these spin drifts are... I'm crushing them like I would normally crush brewskis. Yeah, because yeah. they're that delicious. They're so good. <laughs> I'm on uh, grapefruit right you're now. On, yeah, you're, you're, you're outpacing me. I'm still on lemon right now. Um, well, you've listened to the podcast. Um, I hope this is not your last time on the podcast. I It's always... It's, it is my first time on any <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But I also hope it's not. This was a lot of fun. It's a blast, dude. I... I I thought there was things out going in. I was like, oh, we'll probably talk about this or that. Yeah. We talked about way off. Like, you know, I was we like. We didn't even talk about heart stuff. <laughs> no, or, but yeah, I I would have not been like, oh, we're going to talk politics for sure. Yeah, and well, we just went pretty hard on politics. I feel like we, it wasn't like bad Paul. I feel like it was good politics. No, I, I you know, it's like I said, I think. No, nobody said MAGA. <laughs> <laughs> and. Yeah, and that, that's probably <laughs> that's probably a good thing. That's probably a great thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, well, I want to give the floor to you. I'm giving you the last word on the podcast. So, being a fan of the podcast, I've had the chance to think about this moment for a little while, and uh, I've settled on like try to attack life and and kind of our space in it, like look at it with a service mentality. Like how can I make the people around me better? And I think we'll all just end up like, I think that will lead to fulfillment and happiness for all of us. If we're just trying to make the people around us better and like, how can we help them instead of helping ourselves? I think that, I think, I think that's it. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And we're done. All right. All right. All right.